Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Sean here, your host. Um, we took a week of a break there. And so it was it was a much needed break. But I am so happy to be back with you, giving you this interview with a good friend of mine here in the Seattle area. So I'm going to be interviewing Jesse Martell. Um, Jesse is a friend of mine that I met um, like I said, here in the Seattle area through a networking group here. She is a licensed massage therapist who helps with um, tightness and pain through gentle, trauma-informed, science-based massage. Um, she serves the Seattle area with other like-minded massage therapists at Sage Body Work with unique massage treatments that focus on fascia, lymph, and the nervous system. So we're going to talk a little bit today about um, about the trauma work of body work and how, you know, how trauma is stored inside of the body and how body work can really help you release some of that trauma. She's going to talk a little bit about some of the different techniques that she uses. She does some modalities of massage that are uh, not quite as known to many people. So I'm really excited to dive into her, um, her story and, and have her share how she got into this work and how she heals people through body work. So I hope you guys really enjoy this interview and let's get started. Hi friends, my name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer, and I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for yes, taking some time out of your morning to to do this interview with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Fun talking with you. Yes, yes. Um, well, before we get into all of the different things that we're going to talk about today, can you just give my listeners um, a little intro of who you are, what you do? Yeah, just tell us about yourself. All right. My name is Jesse Martell. I'm a massage therapist and I have a practice here in Seattle. Uh, and we really specialize in gentle and effective massage. So mm. the massage I do might not be the massage you picture when you think about going to the spa in a dark room and getting rubbed with oil. Mm. I tend to work oil free, actually. I do mm -hmm. some lesser known modalities. Um, and for me, I really make an effort to be trauma informed and research based in all of the techniques that I offer. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, even in your little intro, there's like a couple of questions I wanted to dive into. <laughs> but before we do that, can you just share with us what what is it that inspired you to become a body worker? What is What inspired you to get into massage? 
Yes. Like many people who work with pain, I was inspired because I was in pain. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I had to figure out how to help myself. Yeah. So about five years ago, um, I was in a lot of physical pain. I had a lot of back pain. And honestly, I was in a lot of emotional pain. I was very stressed. I wasn't yeah. happy where I was in my life. And my project at work at the time happened to be writing a musculoskeletal anatomy course. Mm -hmm. So I was doing a lot of in-depth research on all these muscles. And as I was going through, I was like, oh, that one hurts. Oh, that one hurts. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it felt good to learn about them, but it wasn't enough to know how to change the fact that I was in pain. So mm -hmm. I kind of just got really into this research and really curious and followed that straight to massage school. Yeah. Uh, which was totally the opposite of anything I'd ever done. I was such a desk worker, intellectual type. So to like do something really embodied and physical was yeah. kind of a crazy idea. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out. And thank God it did. I love massage. I love being a massage therapist. Yeah. Um, and I've been able to work my way out of pain. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I always love hearing people's like origin stories for where they start because it always, it always ends up being something related to something that, that happened to them or some, an experience that they were having. And that is really cool that like, that wasn't even on your radar to go to massage school yeah. until you were looking into, you know, your own, um, you know, your, the, the pain that you were, in, you were experiencing. And, uh, that is, that is really interesting. So can you, I know you said you do some lesser, um, lesser known modalities. Can you like touch on some of the ones that you do and just give people like a little teaser of like what, what those modalities are? Yeah, there's a couple main ones in my practice. And like I said, I tend to work without any oil or lotion. So mm -hmm. we're really engaging with the skin and the tissue. Mm -hmm. So the main one um, that I just absolutely fell in love with and it changed how I worked is called myofascial release. Mm. And all that means is that we're really working with the connective tissue of the body, the tissue that gives us our structure. Mm -hmm. So it's very relevant a lot of times in cases of chronic pain, especially if it's like you tend to slouch over the computer all day, you don't have great posture, your upper back starts to hurt, that kind of thing. Yeah. Another reason I love working with connective tissue is because it's really richly innervated. It has six times more nerve receptors than muscle tissue. Wow. So if we have something like stress or chronic pain, um, really being able to engage with the nervous system directly through that connective tissue, yeah, we just get such crazy good results. It's so much fun. So a myofascial release is a really big one in our practice. And I, I call it the slow-mo melt massage. Yeah, that kind of paints a picture of how we work with connective tissue a little bit slower, very soothing, working at the body's pace. Yeah. Um, a couple other things I do. I offer lymphatic drainage, which mm -hmm. is that anti-swelling massage. It's been kind of trendy these past couple of years. Mm. Um, and, you know, we are our bodies are aquariums, right? We're mostly water. Yeah. So to, be able to work with the fluid system of the water is great, not only for reducing swelling, but increasing cellular regeneration and just like having really healthy systems. Yeah. Uh, so lymphatic drainage is a big one. I do some cupping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that stood out to me in your, you know, whenever you were kind of introducing yourself earlier was the, um, the, you know, you don't use oil and in, in your massage. And 
you know, prior to meeting you, that's like what my view of massage was, right? Like you go to the massage therapist, you use oil, like they, they use the oil and like, you know, and every massage that I had gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every massage that I had gotten before I got that massage with you had used oil. And it was actually really interesting because, you know, now I can speak to, um, having, experienced that type of massage and, and getting that massage with you. Like it was, it was a really cool experience to not have oil and to actually like feel everything that you were doing on, on my, my body. Right. Like it was, it was kind of a cool experience. So what are the benefits of that, of not using oil? Yeah. I'm so glad you tried it. First of all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Using oil. (laughs) Um, there's a couple things. Uh, a big one for me is just being able to reach farther. So if I put oil on, when I yeah. put my hand on the body, I'm literally sliding over the skin. So I have to use a lot of pressure to push down right. to actually affect muscle at all. Right. Without oil, you can just right now place your hand on your on your arm mm-hmm. and give it a little traction, shift the skin a little bit. And you're not only pulling through the skin, but you're pulling through that connective tissue and you can get all the way down to the bone with very little pressure needed. Mm. It's like um, pulling on a chain, right? One yeah. chain pulls on the next chain. Yeah. So that's a really big benefit to me for not using oil. And honestly, it's just as I've gotten more and more precise in my work, there's a specific structure I'm always targeting and effect I'm trying to have. And yeah. it's hard to do your job when you have oil everywhere. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like being a chef? And like covering your hands in oil and like flipping around the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it is really cool. And and I know that we we've talked a little bit. Like one of the reasons I was so drawn to you was because you have a very like trauma informed approach. You know, and honestly, like again, before I met you, I never really thought of of massage and body work as like a treatment for trauma. So. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to like how massage and body work is so great for healing trauma and for just like mental health in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's been a lot of good studies about massage for mental health, of course, showing it decreases stress and cortisol and increases serotonin and dopamine. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can measure the good chemical effect it has. But for me, I think it's... I mean, we store our trauma in our bodies, right? Yeah. Even if, honestly, even if you don't know that you have some trauma in your life, your body knows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that just started showing up on the massage table. So for me, being trauma-informed, it isn't necessarily about reaching a certain population, but being prepared to work with anyone because so many people have trauma. And they may or may not be able to disclose it. They may or may not know about it, right? Mm -hmm. But if we go back to that like ubiquitous massage mental image that we all have, what's happening in that picture? You're meeting a stranger, then you're taking your clothes off, you're lying prone face down on a table, Mm -hmm. and that stranger is coming back in the room and karate chopping your body. Like there's so many potential triggers in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I speak to being trauma informed, it's really, I mean, so much of it is about what I don't do. <laughs> yeah. It's about having that awareness, really trying to put my client in the position of power and give them as much opportunity as possible to 
um, just really feel in control of their bodies and in control of the session. And mm. a lot of times that looks like maybe starting face up. So it's easier to communicate in those first 30 minutes when we're getting to know each other, maybe yeah. we leave some clothes on. Yeah. What that's so interesting because that's definitely a little different than how most people view like getting a massage. Right. And so with, with being trauma informed, like what are those things that you don't do or like what, what, how is it different from like traditional massage? Yeah. So starting face up is a big one, just so that it's easier to communicate. You weren't all muffled by the face cradle when you try to talk. Right. Um, And a lot of it is in the language I use as well. So (laughs) I've had so many experiences going and getting a massage and they have their elbow in a painful spot. And it's Mm. like, can you take this? And of course you're going to be like, yeah, I can handle it, but I would rather not. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way they phrase that question, it's um, so assuming that you want to keep going with that deeper pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm. Honestly, I think a lot of it is just avoiding the triggers. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. And, mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily ask questions like do you have trauma because right (laughs) i'm really trying to stay in my scope right but um yeah so earlier you said that it shows up a lot on on the massage table and Mm -hmm. so do you have people kind of like tell you their experience after and then you kind of discover that they've experienced some trauma like i feel like we've talked about this before but I'm trying to get a good picture of like how that shows up on the massage table and then like what you discover about a person after and connecting those dots. Yeah. I would never um, assume that someone who hasn't disclosed something doesn't have trauma. Right. But perhaps it's because of the fact that I introduce myself as a trauma informed massage therapist. I do have people who show up and tell me right away that I've had this sexual assault history in my past, or I'm currently in therapy to deal with some childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's great when I get to know that upfront and we can set them up for success in their massage. Sometimes I don't know until during or after Mm -hmm. at the most extreme. I've had people who start to flash back during their massage. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, just a couple times, and you can look at their face and see they're not here, right? Right. Uh, so in those situations, I take my hands off, and I usually sit on the floor or in a stool so that when they do come to, I'm not, like, hovering over them. I try to get yeah. myself a little bit lower, give them a little space, um, and let them come back to it. But that um, normally, I mean, that's a pretty extreme reaction. From a lot of um, a lot of the times, if someone comes in and tells me that they have a trauma history, and that they want to work on just receiving touch and allowing their body to be seen and touched mm-hmm. safely on their terms, it's kind of like exposure therapy, right? Yeah, um, we might just do massage for the extremities, focusing on focusing on the head, hands, and feet, for example. Yeah, and slowly start to build in towards the center of the body. Maybe after a few massages, they're actually able to turn over and put themselves in that vulnerable face down position. Yeah, and we can massage the back, but it's um, very gently just figuring out where you feel comfortable being touched, and then kind of leaning into the discomfort just a little bit on your yeah. own terms, so we can continue to build that sense of safety and cohesion in the body. Wow. 
It's it's really interesting hearing you talk about that because it feels like um, a body focused approach to what I do and mm. trying to assess their comfort level and then gradually going deeper and going into those yes. deeper layers, um, still maintaining that sense of safety. You know, that's one of my, my agreements that I go over at the beginning of a coaching session is safety mm -hmm. and confidentiality and the freedom to be vulnerable without judgment. And, you know, while what I do is mostly conversation based and, you know, just kind of like holding space and most of my work is virtual, you know, I'm not actually physically present with these people. Um, it, there, I see just like a lot of similarities between um, like your approach to body work and um, working with people's bodies and what I do. And I think it's kind of a beautiful like parallel between two different, yeah. totally different healing modalities and, um, you know, still offering the client or the patient or, you know, the human in front of you um, a safe experience to kind of heal in their own way, you know? Yeah, so that's I love just that. Whether yeah. it's physical or emotional, people come to us with vulnerabilities. Yeah. And I just feel so honored to be able to hold that space for them mm -hmm. and give them the opportunity to like take that step forward in their lives. Mm, yeah. That's really cool. Have you noticed like are there any modalities that also work really well in conjunction with massage? Like do you get referred mm clients by like the same kind of practitioners or like how, what other modalities do you see work really well with the kind of massage that you do? Yeah. I've always had relationships with chiropractors. Mm -hmm. It can be really great to like soft, uh, get a massage and relax the soft tissue. And then mm -hmm. it's a little easier for the chiropractor to have that joint slide back in place. Mm -hmm. so the adjustment isn't quite as like cracking your back. Yeah. Um, I also really believe in massage and Pilates or physical therapy because if we're looking at a postural issue or a lot of cases of chronic pain, being able to relax tight muscles is one thing, but we also need to strengthen or at least wake up the weak muscles mm, and massage yeah. is going to help you with that kind of activation, right? So yeah. having a, even just like a personal trainer can be really helpful for getting that breakthrough if you're in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. One of the most interesting kind of um, complementary therapy uh, combos that I've had the fortune of trying just once yeah. is actually massage and talk therapy. Really? Doing them at the same time specifically. Yeah. Okay. So for a lot of my like trauma-informed clients, they're already in therapy, which I love because if something comes up in the body work, they have someone to go to and process it with, right? Yeah. That's yeah. really important, I think, to have um, before you, you take the sleep and start getting massage. Yeah. But I've had a, I've had one person who felt like they were really plateauing in therapy and they wanted to try getting a massage, but they were really nervous about the massage and they knew stuff was going to come up and they wanted their therapist to be there, their talk therapist. So yeah. we were able to set up a session with all three of us. The talk therapist was in the room I was doing the massage Wow! they were kind of talking throughout. There were a couple points where like we pause, like, all right, let's process that for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a really, really cool session. I think it was pretty intense, honestly, for her, for the client. Yeah. Um, but I was really grateful to be able to be part of that experience, get to be in the room for that. And the amount of, I don't know, emotion, memory, yeah. trauma that we were able to kind of connect with and process yeah. in that session was really just inspiring. 
Wow. I've never heard that being done before. <laughs> like that. Right? Isn't that cool? That is so cool. And it just reminds me because I've had a trauma informed mental health counselor on my podcast mm. before, you know. So for those of you who are listening, who have heard episode 15, it was the the episode with Alyssa Converse. She is a trauma informed therapist. And she talked about a lot of different like body based approaches that she takes in her sessions, um, you know, like lifespan integration and, and reparenting and like getting back mm. into the body and recognizing what what things are coming up in the body as she goes through um, the lifespan integration process. And um, that is a really interesting take on like having, having all of those modalities in one room together and allowing the client to like process those emotions that are coming up in their body. Cause really emotion, what emotions are, are just physical responses to a thought and a feeling that you have. Right. And that is just a really interesting approach to kind of, allow them to process that emotion in real time instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. having it come up in therapy and then going home and thinking about it and, you know, um, being able to have all of that released in one session. That's really cool. Yeah. It was a crazy session. (laughs) Do you do that? (laughs) It was that kind of a newer thing that you did or do you find yourself in those situations often? (laughs) Um, yeah, not often. I would love to do more of it. I mean, yeah, there's a limit on how much of that I could do every week. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> the for sure. Of energy in there. Um, yeah. But I have a mentor who's been doing massage for like 35 years. She's incredible. And I know she's done a few of those throughout her career. I don't think it's very common. Yeah. But I think most of that is because, like you said, people simply don't think of it as an option. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe we can get this idea out there and I can do some more combos. Yeah, that would be so cool. Um, And I just think it's such a great thing to offer to people because, you know, like you said, so many people have trauma and don't realize that they do. And um, I mean, really, everyone has trauma, I think, in some small way. Um, And yeah, kind of taking massage as just one of those modalities that you can use to kind of heal from that. Um, especially if you're someone, you know, just from what I gather, like it can be really helpful for, for people who probably are like really in their heads and have a lot of trouble getting into their bodies. Right. Yes, absolutely. That disassociation that so often comes from stress and trauma. Yeah. And honestly, the world we live in that really encourages us to like live through a screen Mm-hmm. not through our bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Massage is a great way to reconnect with your physical presence. Yeah. And two, you know, whenever you were saying that massage wasn't really on your radar before, like had you had really transformational experiences yourself, like with massage before you decided to go to massage school and, um, and pursue that? You know, what's funny is before I went to massage, I had a total of one massage in my life. Yeah. And I absolutely hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> I hated it. It was either light pressure that was super ticklish yeah. or too deep and it hurt. And like, there was no happy medium. I yeah. left that experience thinking like, well, I guess massage just isn't for me. Never going to get a massage again. <laughs> um, yeah. And I still was willing to like take the jump into massage school. And since then I found like dozens of therapists that I absolutely love receiving from. Yeah. Um, and, you know, looking back, it's interesting. Ticklishness is often a guarding response. And it happens yeah. a lot when we're carrying a lot of tightness and tension. And we just 
honestly, like our body doesn't feel safe being touched. Mm, yeah. And I had to work through a lot of ticklishness in massage school. That was not a comfortable experience, mm-hmm. like receiving from people who were practicing on me. Mm-hmm. But over time, it really dissipated. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to like give a disclaimer that sometimes you're just ticklish. Like it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean yeah. anything. It isn't necessarily something you have to work on or work through. Right. But for me, it really prohibited me from getting massage or getting touch early on in life. And now I'm hardly ticklish at all. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think that is? Like, what is, mm. what is that block? Cause I, I actually kind of have a similar experience, like in, in, in past massages that I've had, I've definitely been a little bit more ticklish and I'm, and I notice, like now that I'm thinking back on it, I noticed that I would feel ticklish before they would even touch me and in anticipation. Yeah. And so that's just an interesting like barrier to kind of unpack because recently, like the most recent massages that I've had with like you and I've had another massage, like it, I wasn't ticklish at all. I was barely ticklish. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to what that. I think we have to point out, you can't tickle yourself, right? You could right. try right now. You can't tickle yourself to the point of laughter. It is specifically a response to someone else's touch. So true. So yeah. It totally makes sense to me that you were like kind of feeling ticklish before the therapist even had their hands on you. Yeah. Um, because it's that anticipation and it's that kind of just starting to guard a little bit and protect yourself a little bit. Mm. Um and I'll say that now when I have a client who walks in and says, oh, you can't touch my feet. I'm really ticklish or whatever. Um, I kind of love working with ticklish people. Yeah. Maybe it's because of my own experiences as a ticklish person, but I got to say I'm really good at it. And yeah. you can definitely adapt your techniques to avoid triggering that feeling. A lot of it is working a little bit broader, a little bit slower and a little bit firmer. Yeah. To avoid that that ticklish sensation. Yeah. Um, and I think that really comes with having like a steady sort of like, I've got you type of contact. Mm, yeah. That's going to help get through some of that anxiety and some of that protective feeling. Yeah. It sounds like a very intuitive process. Like mm-hmm. even just like watching you explain it, you're kind of like taking yourself through <laughs> like with different clients that you've worked with. And it it definitely feels like an intuitive process versus like, okay, I'm going to work on this part of the body now and this part of the body, like I do with everybody. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's a really nice, um, you know, for me that makes getting massages feel more comfortable when I know that the person working on me is very intuitive with their, with their technique. Right. And because every person is different, just like with coaching, like I can't coach someone the same way that I coach another person because it's just not going to land the same. Um, and, Everyone is different and everyone is different every day, right? Yeah. I'm sure if you have a client on Monday and the same person for a coaching call on Friday yeah, and they had a stressful thing Friday morning, like it's a very different session, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think like, you know, even with being trauma informed, just being, being very aware of the current state, like meeting people where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So you know, I know you talked a little bit about some other types of massage that you offer, like the myofascial. How does that, like, is that really helpful in trauma work as well? Like the myofascial release? I really do believe that partly because it focuses on talking to your nervous system through your fascia, through your connective tissue. Yeah. And also because that 
modality tends to be a little bit slower and a little bit gentler, Mm -hmm. which makes it a good fit for people who might have some anxiety around receiving massage. I have to give a little asterisk. When I say gentler, the sensation that you're going to notice with myofascial release, at least the way we do it at Sage Body Work, is uh, you won't feel that like deep digging pressure that you sometimes feel in Swedish massage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because our force is directed in a shearing force that is to say like along the muscle mm. rather than into the muscle. I gotcha. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're still applying the same amount of force, but it's stretching the muscle rather than really pushing on it mm. or stretching whatever tissue we're engaging with. Yeah. So myofascial release can still be very powerful, but it's not going to have that like pushing pressure that yeah. you might be used to. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that that would be really helpful too, because sometimes with that, like the pushing pressure, it can almost re, it has the potential to like re trigger someone, I think. Totally. Yeah. 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 Mm. Do you have like, can you think of a particular experience with a client, like, you know, in your practice of doing trauma informed massage where you, feel like you truly helped them along in their healing journey and, and provided them with like an amazing healing experience? Yeah. I mean, I'm just so inspired, honestly, by all of my clients. Um, yeah. There's one person I saw recently and I only got to work with her for a few sessions, but I thought, I thought just thought she was so brave. She was visiting Seattle to go to an eating disorder clinic we have here. Yeah. And she'd been there for a couple weeks already. She was in the last couple weeks of the program when she was finally feeling ready to go get a massage. So she came to me and she was like, just had such a hard time with the reality of her body and a lot Mm. of dysmorphia, a lot of chronic pain. Mm -hmm. She actually had a bunch of friends back home who were massage therapists. And she was like, no, I could not let them touch me. Like I Mm. haven't let anyone touch me in years or see my body. Mm. So it was incredibly cool that she was like ready to make that, take that first step. Um, And we did that kind of trauma informed massage where we really just did like hands and feet and like she kept her clothes on and we just kind of slowly worked our way step-by-step over those. I think we had like two or three weeks together. It wasn't very much time, but we got a few sessions in. And I think by the end she felt like, okay, I can go home and I can keep doing massage. Wow. Receiving. Yeah. It was really lovely. Wow. So that kind of opened her up to, um, to continuing that journey and to continuing like, you know, like you said, I love that you use that word receiving rather than like going to get a massage, like receiving massage, because it is a, I I feel like it is a gift, you know, whenever somebody has that ability to, um, to help you release tension in your body and to help you, um, you know, massages are really like, for me, it was a very emotional experience, right? Like, um, because our, our bodies are so connected to our, our feelings and our thoughts. And, uh, that's really cool that, that she was able to feel open enough to go back and, and continue receiving massage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cheering for her. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, so you know, we talked a little bit about a few different things in terms of like trauma informed massage and the different modalities and things like that. So for people who are new to massage, who have like never gotten one before, um, 
Yeah. Like what would be your top three tips for people to, to get the most out of body work, especially if they've had trauma in their lives? Yeah. Let's see. Top three tips. Something I always tell people is when you go into a massage, you should know what your goals are, how you want to feel when you walk out of the session. Yeah. So I have low back pain. I want to work on that. Or I've just been really in my head and I just really need to ground down and yeah. my body, whatever sensation you want to walk away with, focus mm-hmm. on that when you're talking to your massage therapist yeah. versus saying, oh, I want a back massage or, oh, I want a full body massage. I like deep pressure. Yeah. Right. Um, and honestly, if you go to book a massage, you're going to see the menu with like ashiatsu and sugar point and lymphatic and like a million different things that can be overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't worry about making those decisions. I would let the massage therapist make those decisions Mm -hmm. based on your wellness goals. Mm, I like that. You don't have to come up with the plan. Just show up and know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, a second tip, let's see. I think you might have to try a few different massage therapists before you find one that really clicks with you. Again, Mm -hmm. I hated my first massage. I almost never got (laughs) a massage again, right? Like what a shame that would be. So if you don't love your first massage, like, I'm sorry, but please like give it another chance. Um, There's so many great massage therapists out there and we come in all sorts of uh, different styles. If we have yeah. weirdos like me out there, there's always <laughs> something different that you'll really like. So be willing yeah. to try a couple of different people. Um, cause you're going to find someone that you just absolutely adore. And yeah. my final tip would be to really pay attention to how you feel not only during the massage, but also the next day, even the next couple days or weeks mm-hmm. in particular, there is that, uh, deep tissue massage that the next day you're going to feel sore. You might actually literally have bruises. Mm -hmm. You might feel kind of sick. I just want you to really notice that yeah, and see if it's worth it versus another style that might not trigger those feelings that you might just feel really good and that's it. (laughs) And you just keep feeling good. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think massage, the effect of it is so much more than just like in the hour that you're there for the experience, but also in the next couple of days in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you can start to learn what works for you based on your body's response to it. It can be kind of deceptive, I think, if you just try to like notice how you feel during the massage, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to feel really intense sensations during that deep tissue and much more subtle sensations during that lymphatic drainage. Yeah. And it's just hard to compare. So compare how your body feels after the massage. And that's yeah. how you'll find what's really, really effective for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Love all of those. And then too, like one of the other things I wanted to ask was, mm-hmm. um, you know, after you finish massaging someone, cause I noticed after my massage mm-hmm. with you, there were some stretches that you recommended for me because there were some things that you noticed in the massage. Right. And so, um, you know, what, what are some things that people can do after their massage if they're not going to have another one for a while and you notice yeah. like some areas of tension, um, you know, are there particular stretches you like to recommend? Or, I mean, I know it's probably different for each person, but, yeah. um, you know, some kind of regimen or post-massage, yeah. like, ritual. <laughs> Ooh, post-massage ritual. Awesome. Yeah. Anytime someone tells me, all right, thanks, I'm going home and I'm going to take an Epsom salt bath. I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> um As far as like keeping the massage going and stretching and all that, definitely ask your massage therapist for a stretch if they don't already suggest one right away, because we all know the muscles, we know where you're tight and we can show you a stretch or two. Like, I think that kind of, yeah, comes with the massage, right? 
Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of massage therapists are going to tell you to drink a bunch of water after your massage, mm-hmm. which is a little bit like outdated. Yeah. Um, again, I think back to my first massage experience and they told me drink a bunch of water or you'll be like really sore and sick tomorrow. Mm. And I was like, I remember just sitting in their little tea lounge, like sipping my hot green tea, like, Oh my God, what did I just do to my body? Like what's going <laughs> to happen tomorrow? No, none of that. So silly. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that honestly is trying to put the blame on clients. Like when you do feel sick the next day and now it's your fault because you didn't drink your water. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. You don't have to drink a bunch of water. You don't really have to do anything special. I don't recommend um, exercising because you can be a little bit clumsier after a massage. If we've loosened you up, things have shifted. Your posture's changed a little. Yeah. You might not be, you kind of have, just have to do that neuromuscular realignment. So mm, the, yeah. if you get a massage today, take it easy tonight, maybe have a hot bath, maybe do some yin yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just like allow yourself to be in your body and enjoy how it feels and yeah. um, integrate it. Yeah. I lo- yeah. I love that you use the word integrate because it's like, you know, while you're in the massage, as as things are happening, like it's it's allowing things that are happening in your body to become a little bit louder and come into your awareness yeah. more. And I think post massage, at least for me, like it was just an opportunity for me to continue to listen, you know, continue yeah. to listen to my body. Um, yeah, Journaling I mean, is great after a massage. Yeah, what came up for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. And like with massage, I I remember just being in like a very meditative state and like Mm -hmm. being have like having a lot of visual things come to my mind. I I think we talked about that in in our in our massage. But um, yeah, I think journaling could be a really great way to process some of the stuff that comes up for you um, after after receiving body work, especially if you do have that trauma history. Yeah. You have some memories or some feelings come up. It can surprise people how intense that can be sometimes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Some space to just process that after. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesse, is there anything else that you'd like to share about body work or about, you know, um, you know, working through trauma and using massage as a modality for that? Anything else that we haven't touched on that you'd like to talk about or share? Mm, I've loved our conversation today. This is yeah. It has um, been. I think our bodies are just such a powerful path inwards to ourselves. And there's so little in our average daily lives that really invite us into our bodies. So whether mm-hmm. it's getting massage, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation or, or journaling or therapy or coaching, like I think we all need something in our week that gets us back into our bodies. Yeah. So I really want to encourage people to find what's a fit for you that can accomplish that. And just treat yourself with a little bit of kindness and a little bit of grace. Yeah, absolutely. Life's hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, life's hard. And not every not every modality is going to work for you, you know? And yes. um, if, if, if massage is something that you've never been open to before and you've never tried it, that's one of the modalities that I personally highly encourage as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a matter of like, what gets us back into our bodies, what puts us back into the present moment. Um, and massage is a great way to do that. So I like to end all of my interviews with this last question, just because this is called the aligned and well podcast. Um, so for you, Jesse, as a trauma informed body worker, what 
does it mean for you to be aligned and well? Wellness for me is the power to do the things that I want to do. It can be as simple as taking a walk on a sunny day. Mm -hmm. To me, that's health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Being aligned, for me, that creates a sense of direction. What are we doing with our wellness, right? Mm, Yeah. What's the greater purpose here? How am I using this? Where are we going? It's that uh, mind, body, soul alignment in your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I've been so grateful to massage as something in my life has made me healthier. It has me in my body, moving my body, feeling in my hands. Yeah. And it has aligned me with this greater purpose in my life to help people with their pain and trauma. Mm -hmm. Love that. I'm really grateful for that. Mm. So beautiful. Well, Jesse, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Where can people find you, follow you, see what you're up to if they are in the Seattle area and wanting to receive? Yes. So my practice is Sage Bodywork. I'm on everything pretty much as Sage Bodywork Seattle. If you want to follow my massage thoughts, um, I also have a blog on my website, which is sagebodyworkseattle.com that has more of these ramblings. If you want to learn more about trauma-informed myofascial release or what actually is lymphatic drainage or stretches you can do at your desk. I have all sorts of stuff on my website, on my blog uh, that you can go check out. Awesome. Yeah. All of those links will be in the show notes for those of you who are interested. Um, again, so grateful to have met you to, to be able to bring you on this podcast to talk about this amazing topic. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Jesse, for your time today. Gosh, same. Thank you. All right. Such an awesome conversation with Jesse. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Jesse. Um, if you would like to connect with her, I've put all of Jesse's info in the show notes so that you can follow her on social media and see what she is up to. Um, if you want to come hang out with me and my community, I do have a free Facebook group called Heart Aligned Humans. Um, and for any nurse coaches listening to this, I would love to invite you to join the wait list for um, Nurse Coach Tech Mastery. It's a membership that I have, a monthly membership where I help you navigate the world of technology in your nurse coaching practice. So I'm talking video tutorials, worksheets, templates, Q&A calls, you know, lots of other support there. Um, So if you're a nurse coach who needs help with all the techie things, I got you. Um, My wait list is currently open. So go ahead and put your name on the wait list. I'm going to be relaunching the membership on January 9th. The doors will open. Um, Right now they are closed. I only open the membership a few times a year. So add yourself to the wait list if you are someone who needs help in that realm. Um, And yeah, I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, guys. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform where you can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it if you did so. I love hearing your feedback. And don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode if you really resonated with it and share it on social media. Tag me. I'm at Nurse Coach Sean with an E. Thank you guys so much again. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. Remember, when all is aligned, All is well. Bye, guys. 